I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And this registration was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his spouse wife, being great with child. And so it was while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were very much afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Father, thank you so much for the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you'd open up our hearts, open up our minds to receive what you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I feel so blessed to be able to celebrate the birth of Jesus one more day time. I think about my mother-in-law, because every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, one of the things she'd say, now I may not be here next year. Well, none of us know. We may not be here next year, but I'm blessed to be able to celebrate another Christmas to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior. I want you just to think back about our childhood Christmas. I'm thinking back right now. I remember those Christmas mornings when they would say, okay, y'all, it's time to get up. See what Santa Claus has done. And we would go into the den and the tree all lit up and Daddy always had a, a big fire in the fireplace. And a lot of times outside, the ground was covered in snow. I long for that memory And not too many years ago in our house, I had a big roaring fire in the fireplace, and it was snowing outdoors, and I just sat there in my recliner and enjoyed the fire and looked out and watched the snow. And Lynn come through the room, she says, you're living out your dream, aren't you? (laughs) I said, yeah, I'm enjoying just sitting here thinking. I think about what was said in verse 18. Look back at 18. And all they that heard about the birth, the Bible says they wondered. I wonder what they wondered. When I think of the, the word wondered, I feel like they felt the presence of God. Because the angels had come made an announcement 
And now they're wondering at those things which were told them by the shepherds. So I just think about this. What do we wonder about? Webster gives a lot of definitions to the word uh, wonder. But the one that I, I picked out of all that they made mention of is the feeling of something unexpected. When I think about unexpected, I think we need to look for Jesus in unexpected places. Christmas tree with lights, presents underneath, and all wondering what is inside. First of all, I wonder about his humble birth. Micah 5, verse 2 says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from off old, from everlasting. Bethlehem, just a tiny little place. Now, where would you rather be this morning? In downtown Westminster or downtown Atlanta, I choose Westminster. A little place was Bethlehem. The ruler comes, the Bible says, from Bethlehem just in time. But his activities have been from eternity. His goings forth were in creation, were in preservation, providences, and redemption. And when I think about these things, what he says, and I wondered, right here is proof of Jesus having always been. He was born. But he was already living. Can you imagine the transformation that must have taken place when God the Father said, Son, I'm going to send you to earth. You're going to arrive there as a little baby. That's, that's nothing short of a miracle, y'all. <laughs> the moon's been full this week. Wow, what a sight just to see it beginning to come on the horizon. Orange. And then in a little while, a few hours later, outside it's almost directly over you. It's as white as snow. And you can see your shadow on the ground. It has no light of its own. It depends on the sun. And it reflects. And when I wonder about his humble birth, you and I are like the moon. We're present, but sometimes we're not visible. I also think of our lives as far as the moon goes when we are visible and we reflect the light of the S-O-N. 
his humble birth. He'd always been. But he came to this earth so humble. The virgin birth had never happened before. And it hadn't happened since. Nothing short of a miracle. Not only his humble birth, but I, I also wonder about the human family. Verse 16. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. I wonder what they expected to find. I wonder as they came, what must have been on their hearts? What must have been on their minds? You know, we, Lynn and I, we're being bombarded with Christmas parties. Can't go to all of them. It's a known fact. And it's going to take me from now to tax time to get rid of what's going on here. <laughs> I try to tell myself, now don't get but a little. The mind says, don't get but a little. And the stomach said, load up. <laughs> you got a battle going on. And, and when, I think of, when I think of Mary and Joseph and the baby, listen, the devil, I believe, was just outside that stable trying to figure out a way that he could get to that baby to kill it. Hallelujah, there was no plan set aside that he could come in and take over that birth. I think of both of our boys. Lynn, we, we took the Lamar's thing way back in the 70s. I remember that morning. I remember that night. And when he was born, the first one when he was born, hey, that nurse wrapped him up and said, you want to hold him? Give him to me. I want to hold him, you know. Hey, wow. Lynn had held him for nine months. It's about my turn. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but the family. Listen, y'all, there's something about the family. And my heart breaks. Listen to me, y'all. We have little children in this auditorium. Most of them's gone out now. That the mama and the daddy does not come, but they're here. I feel for those precious little guys. Y'all need to tell the mess. You need to give the message to that mom and daddy that they don't have a clue what they're missing. Bethlehem, a little bitty place. Mary, Joseph. Well, there's many ideas as to where it happened, but I'm just going to say it happened in a stable, a cow stall. Mary wrapped her baby up in clothes and laid him in a manger, which was a feeding trough. God had all this in mind. Cassie, put up Isaiah 7, 14, please. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which simply means God with 
us. Did I give you Matthew 1, 23? Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Hey, from the Old Testament to the New, one backs up the other. Don't doubt the Old Testament, y'all. Don't discard the Old Testament. Well, that's, that's Old Testament. Listen, I'm thankful for the Old Testament, which led to the New Testament. All these old prophets way back there predicted the birth of Jesus. Hey, exactly where it would be, when it would be, how it would be, and who it would be, and what his name shall be. How did they know that? Only God revealed those secrets. I think about his humble birth. I think about his, his, his humble family. I, you know, I have a question. Why Mary? I wonder. Why Mary? I want to share with you why I believe it was Mary. In Luke 1, um, 28, 28 and uh, and 29, or excuse me, 28 and 30. And the angel came unto her, that is Mary, and said, Hey, how you doing? Greetings. Hail, he said, who thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed be thou among women. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And in verses 41, and it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't tell me life don't start before you see it. Life begins at conception. And anything less than that's a sin. Verse 42 says, and she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Why Mary? Because she was highly favored. Because she favored God. And God chose her to be the mother of this precious life. A third thing, when I wonder, I wonder about the hostile rejection. Um, verse 7. Verse 7 of chapter 2 says, And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. Uh, no room. Uh, I believe that, uh, that Joseph was a strong man, and all he is asking, could I have a room for my wife? And according to Scripture, there was no room. Everybody was coming into the town. Everybody was coming there to be registered to pay their taxes and there was no room. And so Joseph sought wherever and ended up in a cow stall. My son, what a humble birth of, of, from a humble family which brought about a hostile rejection. Nobody wanted them. You know, it says that the shepherds made haste. That's where Christmas rush started. In a hurry to get there. People are in a hurry today. Trying to get the last minute shopping done. And they've had all year to get it done. And we waited the last week. 
or the last few moments or another thought comes. Oh, I got to get this or that. Do you have room for Jesus? Where is he in all this Christmas rush? That's always a question. And Christmas is always so busy. So busy. But I wondered about the heroic worshipers. Verse 8 of chapter 2 says, And there were in the same country. Isn't that amazing how God lines things up? The same country, meaning the same area where Jesus was born. <clears throat> Shepherds abiding in the field. And they were keeping watch over their flock by night. I would like to think that this night might have been a little crispy, that it might have been a little frost, that the moon was shining bright and stars, and the guys may have been sitting. Some of them may have been relaxed, laying back, looking at the heavens, keeping watch over their flock by night. You know, shepherds in those days was a low life. They were a disgrace. They were despised. They were rejected. But they were the first ones to hear about the birth of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? That God would choose a rejected crowd to receive the message that a child's been born. The Bible says, and lo, you know, here we are. And lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and I wondered what that would look like. The glory of God shone round about those shepherds, and they were very much afraid. And the angel said unto them, Hey, guys, don't be afraid. You have no reason to be afraid. You're doing your job, but God has a message for you. Fear not, for behold, he said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. But do you realize today there are people groups that have never heard about Jesus. People groups. They have never heard about Jesus. Last of all, the, the, the holy mission. Look at verse 11. And to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. You know, one purpose to die for your sins and mine. To pay the price. Paul said, of all the sinners in the world, I'm chief. I'm the worst one. But God looked down, had mercy on him, and saved his soul. What do you wonder about today? Now listen, if there's any one of you in here this morning that's wondering whether you're saved or not, you need to make sure. You need to make sure, hey, I have invited Jesus into my heart. He has forgiven me of my sins. I'm on my way to heaven when I die. Don't wonder about that. Think about this. One choice can change everything. One choice can change everything. We choose today. We choose our destination whether we want to go to hell or whether we want to go to heaven. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but the thing is, nobody wants to die. <laughs> they don't want to die. 
Oh, help me get there. Please bring me back to life. My daddy was brought back twice. And he told Dr. Lummis and Anderson, he said, I want you to write in the record, do not put them paddles on me again. And the evening that he passed, the rescuers came. They came into the bedroom. They checked him and they said, what do you want us to do? I said, what can you do? We can shock his heart. I said, no, sir, we're not going to do that. He's probably been gone from this world for at least 10 minutes. I wouldn't dare call him back because his request was, don't put them paddles on me. What about you? What about me? Right now, if we were to fall out with a heart attack, would you, want, would you say, let me go on to heaven or please don't let me go right now? Only reason I wouldn't want to go right now is if I were lost. Because there is no backing up. There is no rehearsing, guys. Listen, this is it. We are not rehearsing this life. This is it. This, the, the curtain is about to close. And when it closes, it'll be like when God shut the door on the ark where Noah and his family had gone. God will one day shut the door. What are you wondering about this morning? I think about this magnificent birth. You know what? Jesus didn't have to wonder about anything. He knew the whole story from beginning to end. And even though he came to this earth and born as a baby, he was already living. He's always been, y'all. How do you know that, preacher? Because the Bible says that God said, let us make man. Now, if he's only God, who would he be talking to? But I believe with all my heart that he was talking to Jesus. I believe he was talking to the Holy Spirit when he said, let us make man. In our image, but just look at you and look at me. Look what sin has done to the human race. It has wrecked us, y'all. Wrecked us. And the devil is seeing to it and destroying lives by the hundreds. I think of these plane crashes when hundreds are killed instantly. How many of those people are in heaven? How many of those people are in hell? One choice can change it all. Some of us need to change our attitudes. Some of us need to change our negativeness to positiveness. And don't come here with this, what if? What if? Listen, time is running out. The what if is, what if you die lost? I beg you, don't wonder. Don't wonder about that salvation. No, without a question. Hey, I know I'm saved. Thank God I'm saved. I don't always live right, but thank God I'm saved. And God says, I'll whip every one of you that don't do right. If you're my child, I'll whip you. He has that right. My daddy had a right to whip me because I was his child. 
It was his responsibility to raise me and teach me right from wrong. And if I got out of line, it was his responsibility to punish me. I belong to God. He's my heavenly father. And if I get out of line, he is responsible to chasten me. And the best thing I can do is like it and thank God for it. Don't wonder. Know who who you are and what you are and where you're going. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege to call you our Father this morning. Thank you, Father. You've taken all the wonder away. I don't, have a, I don't have any doubt that Jesus was born and placed in that manger. I don't have any doubt that he grew up and he became a man. He suffered, he died, he arose from the grave and soon to come back. Thank you, I don't wonder about any of that, Father. But I wonder how many more days do I have to share you? The harvest is plenteous. A lot of people are lost, but we as laborers are sorry. We're lazy and we're afraid. Give us courage to share your word with whoever we come in contact with. In Jesus' name, amen.